All right. Welcome to the Jason Wojo podcast. I'm here with Pat Chung. He's the founder and CEO of FanList, a fan page platform designed for podcasters and creators. It lets podcasters create an online fan page where fans can engage in various actions, like leaving messages, asking questions, leaving tips, buying perks, subscribing to paid content, and more. And he's also been a tech founder for over a decade now. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. So first question is, I know I described FanList at its broad scope, but why did you start FanList? Like, what was your motivation behind it? That's a great question. So I have been a podcast fan forever. So I kind of came from it from that perspective. And uh, actually, we just changed our name from fan to FanList from something else. It was called Pod Inbox for several years. And um, yeah, when we first started, it was just a very simple premise. We just, uh, well, I say we, but it, me, I, I found that a lot of podcasters did this thing where they wanted to receive audio messages from fans. And they were using all sorts of weird techniques like, you know, email me, you know, mm -hmm. record an audio on your phone and email it to me or like uh, call this number and the, you know, and the um, recording is usually really bad. So I thought, well, why don't we just create some software to help uh, podcasters receive audio messages, you know, just on a, on a website. That. Yeah, That's sick. So like, dude, I've been in the podcast game for a little bit. I'm not an expert, obviously. But there's a lot of things that like, and, and this is cool for anybody listening is um, in the next 14 days, I implemented this thing to get on a lot of podcasts. It wasn't just Guestio, but it was also this like two other methods that I used. And one was when I go on a podcast, I prefer in person over virtual because there's two things that happen. Number one is you can ask them to get you on other ones. Like you can ask them to put them in, like to put you in group chats with friends who have podcasts. Number two is dude, I've been on nine in-person podcasts. Not one of them has never signed on as a client. I am nine for nine with closing people <laughs> and virtual. I can't close anything because it's just like weird. And it's not because I want to sell. It's because I'm like, they just find a better personal connection. And also when they do the partnerships on Instagram, the views are way better. Like you get way more views you because you're pulling tension from both audiences. So it's like, that was a huge arbitrage for me. And then we started doing like cold outreach where I just have a VA who just comments on hashtag podcast posts. Hmm. And it's literally just like, Hey, I'm Jason Woodrow's assistant. And you know, he's looking for a podcast to fly for, like, let's make him a guest message me and let's hash out the details. And that's been crushing. We have 37 podcasts in the next 14 days. And that was all completely free. Like, so you guessed on a lot of podcasts. It sounds like. Yes. And, yeah. And that was and the whole it, goal mm -hmm. because oh, I run one. Podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I run one myself, but I only get people on this through Guestio. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to mix that with another department and be like, okay, like you're not right. just my assistant, but also do this. I was like, no, like we're going right. to have a podcast manager and then we're going to have a VA who just does the cold outreach. And that crushed right. it for us. And yeah, dude, it's like, it's crazy how people miss the jump on podcasting. Cause they're like, oh, like I don't get paid for this time. I'm like, dude, it's not about being paid for your time. It's about building more equity in the space. Like when no more people know your name, you make more intrinsically. It's not for sure. Yeah, it's like a long game. Yeah. And it sounds like you do it. You're you're so when you guest on other people's podcasts, you're not trying to get them as a client. You're just trying to reach their audience, right? I'm not trying to sell them at all. I just talk about the ads. I talk about all the things I'm doing with paid traffic. I talk about all the clients that we're gonna talk about. And I you know, I take questions from their community. And mm -hmm. then it leads into that. Because when you don't try to sell, people actually just sell themselves for you.
Right, right. A lot of people go into certain conversations and relationships thinking that everything is a sales call. And it's like, (laughs) I just don't look at it that way. I'm like, yo, if I say what I got to say and you like it, then you're more willing to like want to do business with me, but it has to make sense. Like, I'm not just going to sell to everybody. That's not my goal. I 100% agree. Like, um, you know, half the time whenever I come on these podcasts, I'm like, oh, should I be prepared? And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to show up and uh, just serve however serve the audience uh, of the podcast or however I w- you want you yeah. want me to serve them yeah so just happy like, to uh, answer there was um there was one where I was on with with Chris Crone and I went to Utah for it and I spoke in front of this like mastermind Facebook group and they were asking a bunch of questions and then like dude within four days we got like 20 book calls and eight people bought from it mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit like I didn't even try for that and it wind up working because when you don't try people are like you're coming from a place of like, you don't need the sale. Yeah. You're just like, Hey, like, this is my value. This is what I'm talking about. If you like it, then you can work with me. If you don't like, then that's whatever. If you don't try to sell, you honestly make more unless you're in the warm outreach of your niche. Like if you're Mm. talking to your audience, then yeah, of course pitch, but like, don't make it obvious. Like don't look (laughs) down. You you don't always have to sell. Yeah. So it's like, that's where I just took this completely different approach. And I was like, hey, like, if I'm going to sell, it's going to be passively on these podcasts because you don't want to look like you're just like grunting for an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure. totally agree. Also, there's another thing that I always do, which works very, very well. It's like, if I'm on a bigger podcast, a lot of the times they'll ask you at the end, like, hey, do you mind if we chop up these clips and like post them on our page? I always say this one thing. I say, hey, let me think about that and let me get back to you. And if they're bigger, they're like, wait, what the hell? Did this guy just deny me? Like, (laughs) I have more followers than him. Why would he do that? Because I'm doing the game of I'm letting me just sit in your head for a while. And that has worked like wonders. Like, um, like I did that with Chris Crone and I was like, yeah, like, let me just go through them and then I'll see which ones like that I would even approve of posting. He was like, oh. Uh, okay, cool. Like he was shocked that I didn't say yes because everybody says yes to that guy. Right. So right. then I was like, all right, well, and then I get the the requests on my page and dude, he hasn't posted anybody else in months. And then I get randomly posted. And I was like, I feel like he did that because he was like, ah, like, fuck it. We're going to see if he wants to do it or not. Right. It's just interesting. So let, dude. let me ask you, you just started your podcast, right? So uh, you have, I think about 12 episodes. Uh, what's your measure of success? It, you know, Um, the measure for me is just reach. Like I'm not looking to monetize straight from my podcast. It's just another form of content. So like if people go on Google and they want to see if I'm up to date with the community, they're like, oh shit, he's got a podcast. Okay. Like I think it's just a trust and and, an authority builder for me. Right. It's like, Hey, like, is he actually doing what he says? He tells other people to do. Cause I tell people to do a podcast. Like I have to practice what I preach. Then I look like an idiot. So, you know, like (laughs) it's not smart. And then on the other side of the coin, it is also just like more tracking. Like we track all the traffic from all of our traffic sources. And I just want to yeah. see what actually winds up doing well. Like Podcasting there's people- is so weird though, because yeah. it's, I think a lot of people don't realize it takes a long time to get the numbers up. And I've always, you know, I've been curious kind of what, what, what you thought about it because you're a numbers guy, right? Uh, really about the data and like growing things. Um, so if let's say your podcast, it doesn't grow right off the bat. It doesn't just explode. How long do you stick with it? And uh, are there other success metrics? Because a lot of times you talk to podcasters, like what's your downloads? They always ask about downloads. And yeah. A lot of times it could be, I don't know, a couple hundred for years. 
So See, here's you- the thing that's really funny about this is that the downloads and all that stuff, that's all just for people to ego boost themselves. Like mm-hmm. I just like if someone said to me, hey man, like I'm um, you know, my podcast gets X amount of downloads, only gonna let you on if you have a lot of downloads. Like, dude, I'm not gonna play the whole like dangle the carrot shit with people. Mm-hmm. The 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 thing for me is, it, first of all, does your audience even pertain to me? Like, I'm not going to go on a podcast with a bunch of mindset coaches and shit. You know, like, that's not my niche. I don't like that niche. That's just pixie mm-hmm. dust, in my opinion. So I'm going to go on podcasts where it's like, if service business owners listen to it or e-com business owners listen to it, because those are my ideal avatars, mm-hmm. you know, like services, coaches, consultants, not like the... See, there's a difference. Like I said, I don't work with like life coaches and stuff like that because... Like that's not, eh, that's a, that's a touchy area, but like, <laughs> dude, it's all just, it's all pixie dust. Um, And then it's like, I want to be in front of the right eyeballs. Also authority based reasons. Like mm-hmm. if my podcast doesn't take off, it's, I don't care if I don't get any views, it doesn't yeah. matter because I can chop up certain content and I can use this as content and I still yeah. get something out of it because my biggest like non-vice is that I hate having to record content. I hate having to sit in front of the camera with scripts. I don't like it. It makes me feel like I have to do it when I don't want to. Meanwhile, I could just be on a podcast that I like it and I'm doing the same. I'm killing two birds with one stone and I value that more. I think that's that's better. So That's great. I think that's a great attitude because I think um, so many people when they get into podcasting, there is this intrinsic need to uh, and I don't think it's a great need, but there's this intrinsic need to look at the downloads. And, you know, that's some something I found this we're trying to kind of change the script on a little bit in, in the industry. It's like, and it makes sense why they think about downloads, because a lot of times, you know, to monetize a, a podcast, it's with sponsorships, right? And that's what yeah. we're kind of leaning away from, you know, we're, we're like... It's really more about these other things, these other benefits of podcasts like you're talking about. Like maybe it's about the relationship with your fan, you know, and getting to know your fan a little bit better and getting mm-hmm. to know your audience a little bit better and maybe even monetizing from them. So, yeah, that's something we fo- focus on. So I'm glad you said that. I agree. Like it's not all about the downloads. Yeah. The good thing too is like I use it for a networking piece too. Like yeah. if I'm on a podcast, I'm like, hey, who else do you know that would be interested then I'm getting other podcasts without doing more work. Like yeah. why stretch myself so outward? I think the other thing too is, man, it's just like, for me, it's more of a drilling home of just like, like I said before, the omnipresence of just content. Like if I'm posting those other platforms, why aren't I doing a podcast? Like why not? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it, funny. yeah. 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 You're doing a, a lot on YouTube. Yeah. You might as well. Oh, yeah, do dude. It's just important to me to have all these different things running because where could my next customer come from? Who knows? They could watch a podcast. Like, dude, I've had a lot of people who watched the first episode that I had and it did pretty well. And like, we got one client from it who was like, yeah, like I was on your Instagram and I saw you posted on your story. So I listened to it and like, it really connected with me. So I decided to buy and I was like, fuck. All right. Well, I guess we're doing more podcasts. <laughs> so like, it's yeah, the, it, it. It, yeah, it's just the small things, dude. And I think too, it's like, regardless of how many eyeballs you get, people don't realize that. Like, they're like, oh, well, if I post for a month straight, what if I only get five listeners? I'm like, dude, what if all five listeners were buyers? Then you would be mm-hmm. posting every day. Yeah. But people don't look too. at it like that because they're so like, they're so instantly gratified. They want shit right now. And it's like, that's not the way the world works. Right. Um, and like, dude, the other thing that's really important is that when I hop on these podcasts, people then go, yo, let me, let me be on yours. 
and then I'm killing like four birds with one stone because then it's like a double touch point with two variations of content. It's like, and no yeah. one's asking for money. There's some podcasts that ask for money. And I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really not that serious. And they're like, yeah, but we get 10,000 views. I'm like, bro, my Instagram, it's like 100,000 views almost every day. I don't need views. I just want to be on it to just chit chat and then be able to post an embedded video on my freaking personal website so that people just see that I'm doing shit. Like, I just don't, I don't <laughs> care about the listeners. Like, I don't know. When people charge for that, I think that that's yeah. a cash grab. It means yeah. that their current business makes no money. And they just need money. That's my personal opinion. I just don't agree with that stuff. I don't really like, even if I had a hundred thousand listeners, I wouldn't charge everyone. Dude, I would use that and I would go to big players. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, let's get Donald Trump on. Let's get this person on. Right, like, let's right, use right. that then as leverage. Yeah. I'm not charging people. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I want to yeah. have Gary V on my podcast. I'm not right. going to charge him. I'm not going to, I want to use that to get more leverage right. to build a circle. Like I want more right. inner circle people who are like huge players right. in the space. I don't care about the money part. Right. So let me ask you. So, I mean, you brought up the subject where you kind of use your podcast as a lead funnel, uh, you know, um, and we just talked about the, this before the pod, uh, before we click record that you use click funnels. So how do you, how do you use your podcast as a lead funnel? Like, do you have a call to action on your podcast or, or do people just, kind of organically find you or what, what do you do? So usually like what I'll do is if I'm running this, like I'm mostly interviewing people most of the time. And I really like to pick like good topics. So like you talk about podcasts. I had somebody on this morning who was owning laundry mats and I'm like, dude, that's a great fucking angle. Like I mm -hmm. like that. It yeah. all just depends on like the angle, how I can make it a curiosity hook. But as far as a league magnet, it, it's honestly just to build trust and authority. Like that's all it is there because look at all the short form content out there. You don't get to know somebody from a 15 second TikTok clip or a 20 second Instagram reel. Mm -hmm. That's why YouTube, dude, YouTube crushes for us. Like regardless of the maybe only 300 views, bro, the amount of people who have ever hopped on a call with us and said, dude, I look at your YouTube and you post every day. I don't know how the hell you do it, but I'm in. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know what's crazy, man? And this is such a side note for anybody listening. Like you looked at my YouTube, bro, mm -hmm. those videos, I haven't actually made a YouTube video in two years. <laughs> those <laughs> are all repurposed. Oh, no They're different headlines, different thumbnails. I'm testing. Yeah. And over the last three months, we found the best thumbnails that slap to now where I'm going to take the time and be like, all right, now I'm going to record videos because I know what kind of thumbnails crush. Right. There's right. a lot of data and shit in the back end that I do that most people don't want to look at. Right. But like, dude, those videos are from two years ago. I haven't updated them because I'm like, dude, why hurt the thing if it's working? Why touch it if it's working? Now that we know what's working and we have like 3 million views of data, now I'm like, all right, cool. Like now I can take the thing and then I can go actually like record and do it. Like right. that's fine. But mm -hmm. a lot of people just get very hindered by that. Right. And I'm just like. Like to TikTok and Instagram, dude, those are all new posts because it has to be. I can't do that right. shit on those platforms. Like, no. Um, but at the same time, it's it's also like if you have a podcast, you have to talk about stuff that's actually actionable. A lot of people have podcasts where the shit they talk about is just like so like broad. It's like 
post more content. And I'm just like, dude, like this is what I'm doing to get more podcasts. Like you could steal it if you want to. That one thing I gave in the beginning, dude, if people used it, like they would actually get a lot more views and make more money. But dude, 99% of people won't even use it. They just won't. Right. And when I started getting on, on more podcasts, I was like, yo, how can I systemize this? How can I make this thing more macro scale? And I was like, okay, well, we're going to just fucking do cold outreach while everybody else right. doesn't do it, dude. I don't see anybody doing that shit, by the way. No one does that. Cold outreach? Not, no, like cold outreach to be on podcasts. No one's really doing oh. on a daily basis, trying to hit like these middleman based podcasts. Everyone's just like, yeah, <laughs> my friend's got one. I'll yeah. go on it. Or yeah, like my mentor's got one. I'll go on. Everyone's just like treading in the wind. And I'm like, dude, everything that I've ever right. touched in whatever niche it is, I always go right. full speed. So how do you do it? What's your tactic for? Um, it's funny. I I, I'm, I have a podcast of my own, so I'm like used to being an interviewer. <laughs> so sorry if I'm being the interviewer. Yeah, this no, podcast, dude, this is great. Dude, well. So how do you do this middleman? Uh, how, how do you get on a podcast? What's your tactic? I just, I just have my assistant go to hashtag podcasts on Instagram and TikTok, and she just literally comments on every single one, 50, 50 of them a day. Hey, you know, um, I'm Jason Wojo's assistant. He's looking for more podcasts to fly in on. Um, let's make him a guest. Message me and we'll hash out the details. Dude, she gets like 13 to 15 replies a day. Some of them don't work out because like travel and whatnot. Um, and then she has incentives to like she has incentives to get me more. So it's like if you book me on a podcast, you get a hundred bucks. And if you get them to pay for my travel, you get two hundred dollars. So like, dude. It is her duty to just grind all fucking day long to find me more podcasts because I know that if I get on a podcast, they're going to share five to 10 pieces of content on their Instagram with me. And all mm -hmm. the podcasts reaching out to, they all have like 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. If I go on there, that's five posts times 50K views. That's 200,000 views that I didn't have to pay for. Mm -hmm. 200,000 times the 40 I'm about to be on, dude, that's 8 million views that I didn't have to pay for. Yeah. It's free and I don't have to be in front of a camera and have to feel like I'm forcing myself to record content. I don't right. feel that need to feel bottlenecked. And that's the last feeling that I've ever wanted. Like I never mm. wanted to feel that way. Right. So just things like that. I, I just, I look for low hanging fruit and any opportunity possible to be able to sit there and be like, yo, how can I arbitrage this to where I'm not bottlenecked and I can actually do the shit that I want to do? Right. Like that's important to me. That's cool. That's that's really good advice. I, yeah. Even as you say that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, I should have you on my podcast. I have a podcast called Podcast Growth Hacks. We talk about how to grow your podcast. It's a great growth hack. But dude, the other thing too is like Shopify ads. I mean, not Shopify, Jesus, Spotify. They have like the same damn name. Um, <laughs> Spotify has the ad platform and I run $5 a day. Small shit. But dude, it gets plays. And it's like, yeah. Like, that's all I do. I don't like, here's the thing with all the different strategies and things out there in, in the marketing space is that dude, it's too overwhelming for people. Mm -hmm. People want simple. Like yeah. I, like I look at business as this like simple orb of how can I make the friction easy for my prospects to say yes and be a part of my ecosystem? Like, how can I make that an easy? Yes. Mm. Some people try to overcomplicate their podcast name, their logos, all this shit, dude. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Like not one person cares. They just care about who's speaking to me. What value do they provide? And do they solve any of my problems? And that's all right. they care about. And do they give me entertainment to take my, you know, to take stress off my back or give me a distraction? That's what right. they really care about. Like, yeah. or they're a consumer looking to see if they can actually work with you. Mm. 
And then they're trying to get that final, like, ah, can I trust this person? All right, cool. Right. And that's what they honestly care about. I've never ran into somebody who was like, yeah, like it took me months to launch my podcast. I'm like, dude, I'd shoot myself. I, I <laughs> don't see that as a thing. That's the common story too. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. I see people, I, I, I do coaching and like some people are like, yeah, dude, I've been really thinking about my logo. I'm like, dude, you're not nice. Right. No one gives a shit right now. What is your offer? And people don't is think your about- main uh, so your main business is uh, agency then right? Yeah, it's agency, but also coaching, and then I sell low ticket digital products too. Hmm. Yeah, I've uh, you know been uh, diving into your whole ecosystem, so I've always wondered th- this question about agency owners and people who do it really well like you. So if you had to start over, I'm sure you get to ask this question a lot, huh? and um, you didn't want to run an agency and you just wanted to you know you know build a successful business. What would it be for you? Ooh. Huh. That's a good question. I'm sure it must be tempting, right? <laughs> like you have I mean, all dude, the I'm not gonna to... lie. Like, that's a great question because to be honest, like I don't really like running the agency that much. That's what I'm hearing. I heard a because, couple of episodes and I'm like, wow, because, this guy. like I have a CEO now, so I don't really run it, but right. I did not enjoy doing it because it stressed me the fuck out, dude. Like everybody was up my ass 24 <laughs> seven. Everybody had <laughs> these crazy that. expectations. Yeah. But like the thing so what's something me, you would enjoy? Oh, dude, I love doing events. And that's why I run the other side of our business, which is scale your ads. That's our event business. We do countrywide tours in 22 different cities. I'm, I start my tour in 14 days. So oh, right on. And one event a week in 22 cities, and I'm going hard as fuck. That's like, cool. That's, Tell me about that a little bit. So like we get a hundred to 150 business owners in a room. I speak. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that stuff. I'm good at selling mm-hmm. in person. And then obviously we we will we will pitch them, but not hard right. pitch. And then all the clients that come on there, they go to Wojo Media, which is the agency. So I'm right. doing the shit that I enjoy, and I'm feeding the other business that I still own, but I don't run. Oh my god, events are so hard. I just ran a podcast conference uh, in 2023 last year. It was super hard. So how do you do it? Do you do you actually make the events uh, profitable, or is that just Bro. a lead funnel to? now like other services we do very well with the events like okay so an average event for us we'll spend like 20 grand 20 grand about 20 to get about 100 attendees there right but about 100 attendees that includes ad spend that includes the venue that includes the airbnb that includes the team's travel 20 grand mm-hmm. right from and that how big is the team uh i got about seven people who fly in okay wow okay so five sales 20 is pretty good actually that's a yeah you're doing it for a good price I mean, it, it's variable. So like, let me think about this. It depends on the venues, man, because New York costed me a lot more money. You knew you were about 30 grand because the venue right. was like seven and then all the other shit, the ad spend was 12 and then the right. traveling was like four and then dinners. Yeah, it was about- Is it a one day event or? No, it's a two day. Two then, days, wow. Dude, there's a huge arbitrage of this though, bro. So what I do is, is I do the two days and then I'm like, yo, Like, dude, this is what I'm so good at is fucking creating offers. (laughs) Like what I say to them is, hey, listen, you've been here for three days. Like, I appreciate you guys all coming. Um, There's actually a day three Mm -hmm. and they don't know it. And I'm like, hey, you got all this value. If you sign up for any of the packages on the sheet, you get to come to a mansion day three and I'll have a videographer record Mm. your ads in person and I write your script. Oh, so that's the service part, right? So they get to hang out with me. It's fast action like fast accountability dude it's it fucking crushes the day so how much is the up. event and how much is the upsell the upsell it's fifteen thousand six hundred or seventeen thousand seven hundred there's two different packages 
Hmm. And how much is the event? Uh, what do you mean the? Oh, dude, it's free. We don't. We don't. We. Oh, we don't it's start. free. Oh, okay. So you're totally profiting from the upsell. Yeah, we're profiting from the upsell. So, like, dude, we'll spend about thirty grand, and I'll probably make about two hundred grand from an event. Just depends. It's and funny, like, just to bring it back to podcasts. It's like I feel like that playbook that you just uh, outlined is the exact same thing Tony Robbins is doing right now. Literally, right before this call, I jumped on. I saw this live that Tony Robbins is doing. And literally for the past, I'd say three weeks, I've seen this guy appear on every podcast I listen to Bro, <laughs> as a guest. Dude, he's doing, and he's doing this live event right now for free. And I'm like, all right, I'm just waiting for the upsell. I'm waiting for the upsell. And, and I think there is there is another paid one that's, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called premium or something like that. And I'm like, oh, there's got to be a higher, oh, I think it's called Tony's VIP. There it is. Bro, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. Good playbook. Like it's live events, podcasting, more content, and then you funnel them into high ticket. And that's what people are starting to realize right now. And like also low ticket, like dude, low ticket digital products crush. Like the event business, dude, I'm telling you right now, if there's any entrepreneur listening to this and you have a skill set and you have a decent following, maybe not, maybe like 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, you can run a free live event and you can make a hundred grand in a weekend. If you want the fastest way to make a hundred grand a month, you run live events, dude, we're going to run four every month. Like, dude, we're going to do over a mil a month just on events. It is the mm -hmm. easiest way to make money. I'm not even kidding you. Like I, I thought it was bullshit. Everyone was like, dude, <laughs> run events, spend a lot of money. You break even. I'm like, dude, how do you guys, you guys are that shit. You're breaking even like, how are you not being able to make money? Oh, well, we just, we just pitch them. You don't have sales reps on the floor. No. I'm like, why would you not have sales reps on the floor? Mm. And then we went to a Grand Cardone event and Grand Cardone made 15 million in three days in front of us. And that's when I bought one of his packages for 400 grand. Dude, when I saw him make $15 million in three days, I sat there in my hotel room and I was like, we are poor. Like we're doing something <laughs> wrong. So that's the playbook he uses too. He has free Rob, events and does the upsell. He runs, dude, he runs 184 events a year. A hundred. Wow, that's crazy. And they're all paid. None of them are free. Right. How long does it take for you to book an event? So let's say you say, you know, the next event's in Austin. Event. Yeah, I could book an event in the next hour. Just I could call through paid could, ads. Oh, through paid ads. Oh, sorry. They no, 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 okay. no. How, how are you doing? How are you booking that event? Is just, it through your social it's or? All, it's all Facebook ads. No organic. It's just all ads. So all I ads. just, dude, I have the same video ads running, which is different titles on the top with, with the with the city and the dates. That's it. Free two live event for entrepreneurs nice. who are look, looking to scale their paid ads. February 9th and 10th, Tampa, Florida, 2024. And for that ideal uh, avatar, how how much is it costing you to book like a hundred of these people on Facebook? A hundred, about maybe because that's how big bucks. your events are, right? Twelve hundred bucks. About twelve hundred bucks for a hundred people. Nice. Yeah, it's good but, ROI. Whoa, 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 slow down. So that's the thing. No, not okay. It costs you about eighty dollars for someone to show. Right. It's free. It costs you about twelve bucks to get a sign up. So just right. Clear. Okay. Cool. Because I guess your calculus is like one fifth of those people actually show. Yeah, about twenty percent, and then of the RSVPs, it's about fifty percent. So it's I see. because harder. it's free. There's a lot of drop off, right? Yeah, but so, dude, what am I doing though? I'm getting them to sign up, and I'm getting them on my email list. That's right, the right. Part like I'm getting them on my list so that I can email them later on and make money. People don't think about that stuff. They just think about yeah, the day one money. And I'm like, nah. Fuck the day <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because it takes multiple touch points. I'm sure. Yeah, of course, but yeah, That's man. Cool. Dude, honestly, great conversation. Um, 
I, I'd love to connect after this. Where can they follow you? So people can follow me. Yeah, just uh, go to fanlist.com. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it much, but fanlist, uh, what podcasters do or creators even just uh, could go there to create a free fan page. It's totally free. I'm kind of using that Neil Patel uh, strategy of, um, yeah, giving away a product for free and then hopefully getting some benefit uh, later. All right, man. Well, thanks for being on the show and I will see you guys in the next episode. Right on. Thanks.